everyone, welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart Bell here, and today I'm talking with Dean about the opportunity to syndicate your book and um, really the art of conversational conversions. So if you run a coaching group or you generate leads for people or you run a sales team, really anything where your success depends on the success of other people's sales, then the opportunity to create a syndicated book is and can create a huge advantage for you. It's often the case where people talking about books being complicated or difficult to create. It's something that's beyond most people. But even with a straightforward process like ours, it's just not something that they think about. So now listening to this, obviously knowing what we do, knowing how straightforward it is to create, then really you can kind of get into this willingness gap or this kind of capability gap and create something for them which they can put their name on you've done all the hard work but knowing that you have a vested interest in the outcome you can really benefit from the conversations they're able to start from the book that you've created on their behalf so that conversations that they get started with the book then led us into the conversational conversions conversation and really there we're looking at um if they don't engage, then it's not now. So this idea of trying to cover all of the variables of when someone might be ready to get started, really it just boils down to either now or not now. And this idea of conversational conversions is really the way that you can take the next step. So the book is a great way of getting them to raise their hand, but this conversational conversion process is the way that you stay in front of them, stay relevant to the conversation that's going on in their mind already, and then be there where now is now for them. So with that, I'll let you get to this great episode and I'll catch you on the other side. Mr. Jackson. Mr. Bell. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. What do you have to say for yourself on this fine Friday? Well, it is the end of another week, the end of another month, and the year's going scarily quickly already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's right. Time flies when you're having fun. That must be yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes. Well, today, to what do you want to know? The fun, I want to know um, two things. I'm not sure whether we'll get to both of them, but two things that have come up so far this year. Uh, First one, lots of people talking about syndicating books, subject mm-hmm. that we've talked about a couple of times before and talked about it on Morty's Last Whiskers, but I thought it would be great to dive into that at the beginning of the year. And then the second one, which I'm not sure we'll get to, is the follow-up and... Okay, I've written a book, someone's requested it, opted in. I've maybe got an initial conversation go with an autoresponder, but what do I do yeah. to keep that conversation going? And that ties in nicely with the kind of dial talk done type world. So sure. um Okay. So I mean the syndication is a nice winning formula, especially if you're in the business of coaching a number of the same kind of businesses to uh, make more money, to get more clients, to to get more leads. A, a book is a great idea for them, for anyone who wants to grow um, a business. And so if you're the kind of person who um, is helping them do that, then especially if they're a localized type of business, like if you're talking about chiropractors or uh, dentists or anything that's you know 
where the service is done on a local basis, uh, a personal trainer or a lawn service or landscaper or bathroom planner, all of the things. So just think about the businesses that are kind of only marketing within a very specific um, geographic area, then that lends itself to a, a syndication, which is what we call when we're doing one book, but then licensing it or you know re um, uh, doing it for many people. So a yeah. perfect example on the real estate side of our business, we have a book called um, "How to Sell Your House for Top Dollar Fast," which is a great title for a book. It matches our um, book title formulas, right? The the how to how to sell your house for top dollar fast is crystal clear as to what it's about, and anybody who's thinking about selling their house would want to have a book that shows them how to sell it for top dollar and do it quickly. So a lot of winning on that. Now that title, it'd be a shame to waste a book title like that on just one real estate agent in one town when the same book could be used for many real estate agents with very little change. I mean, the way we do it, and we've got the whole process kind of set up and, you know, this is through, um, uh, you know, I love all the way that our, our sort of collection of companies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> collaborate with each other in that, you know, on our GoGo agent uh, business, the we collaborate with the 90-minute book team to syndicate that How to Sell Your House for Top Dollar Fast book to other real estate agents where they get a custom cover for the book where they're featured as the uh, the author of the book and their information is on the inside um, you know, pages of the book along with the, um, you know, whenever you're ready, here's, you know, three ways we can help you. All the end matter of the books, uh, all the things pointing you to uh, the right direction are customized for each individual realtor, but it feels like they've got a unique book that's only for them, you know, it's and the odds fast. that, yeah, yeah, and the thing is, they're, if one's in Poughkeepsie, they're only gonna only people in Poughkeepsie are gonna see that one, and someone else in Kennebunkport is gonna <laughs> be marketing it in just in Kennebunkport, right? So, if you are in a business where you're you're doing that um, as a coach, it's a really great tool because you're helping them solve the problem that they need of how to get more. Um, how to get more clients. I think that's the thing, isn't it? it? Trying to be in a position of a coach, trying to encourage people to write their own book, a subset of people are going to do that and be enthused and engaged and have the, the time and the mental bandwidth to do it. But for all of that group of people who are at the point where they don't quite see it yet or they don't have the time yet or they don't have the inspiration as to what it could be about or mm -hmm. the the enthusiasm or willingness to do it to be able to give something to people that serves 80 percent of the job but with eight percent of the effort to get it set up as a 
as a coach, as the organizer of all of these thoughts, it's such a great way of filling that gap that is difficult to fill as effectively in another way to be able to do it mm-hmm. once and then have it there on the shelf waiting to go and then yeah. still have other options for other people who want to do it a few of the books that we've done for people have turned into syndication ones almost coincidentally because they've written their first version first and then mm-hmm. have shared it with other people and that conversation has led to oh well how can i get the same thing so they've all almost gone into it as a as an individual project but then it's yeah. turned into a bigger much bigger syndication opportunity than than they were even thinking beforehand yeah. right. just because of this element yeah i think that point of if betsy and i were talking about last week i think we we're saying this difference between some people get very protective and possessive and want it to be their thing with their name on it and it'd be all about them where that's really missing so much of the opportunity changing it to the job of work of what it's doing just allows for much more of this syndication idea yeah and there's the thing i mean if it's really if you're looking at something like um you know that information can be conveyed um you know in a standardized way then it it makes total sense yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. even so we've got several white level projects and i've several have had several more in the past and there's quite a lot of variation about how we can set those up. And again, this is something that's kind of grown organically by dealing with people and how they individually want to set up the project. So the the top dollar example of where it's very automated, it's a very cost-effective way of doing it because we're just collecting some static details from people, some known details from people, and then adding those into a known place, creating the individualized version of the book. But some of the other projects that we've got, which have been a little bit more detailed, but still fall under this kind of white label syndicated route, goes from a um, a financial planning type book where the variables change state by state because the rules change state by state, but it still changes within a known set of variables. So someone yeah. will come on board and then we'll start working with them and get those details from them. And then what ends up is a customized version, which can change state by state. So there's not a limitation. That doesn't have to be a limitation. Three to ones where we've allowed people, the, the partners that we've been working with have allowed them to add more of a intro paragraph or a, a, um, a closing section at the end of it where they kind of personalize it a little bit more specifically for their business, maybe talk about their approach to working, but still within the framework of the rest of the book as being the same. Through to the, the most complicated version that we've got, we're having the structure of the book, the questions that we ask, the, the bits that form the chapters, all of those are set up as part of the syndication, as part of the project, but then how people individually answer them we're asking them the questions and then they answer in their own words. So it's still structured, um, but mm-hmm. there's obviously more work and more personalization. So the variation, the opportunity to syndicate in many, many different ways, it's been very interesting working mm-hmm. with people over the last several years to put these in place. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, another way of, of syndicating certainly is how um, our friend Nick Manton has done lots of um you know, compilation type of um, books where they'll get, um, you know, different people to write a, a chapter, you know, um, right. or be a contributor. And that's, and then everybody has the same um, book. So 
yeah, there's lots of, of opportunity there, I think. Actually, that's an interesting one, because I think we were talking about something similar with Chris Hill, maybe, but his, the book that he wrote went in a different direction. But one of the early ones we were talking about, and apologies if it wasn't Chris, but he has access to a number of different people in the um, in the volunteerism space. So these are all organizations that are trying to make their mark in a movement-based space. And he's got he's the common thread between them all. So one of the options that we were going to talk about there was interviewing each of those to bring that together to to create the book, which is then you get, kind of get that synergistic effect of of all of these people being brought together in the same place. On a on a, a white label a a uh, syndication type approach i can imagine something similar happening if you are in an organization or heading up an organization that has a breadth of experience reaching out to the five or ten people who are experts in the individual areas within it and then bringing those together as various chapters and then allowing the whole organization to use that book as uh, as a lead generation piece that would be another opportunity that doesn't rely on you creating all of the information yourself but you're the person bringing it together in a way that creates something for the greater good it's um, Mm -hmm. something that's much more valuable than any one of those people could do individually that's right and that way and then you've got now it's becomes more of a um you know then you're it's going to enhance any sort of coaching program or any type of relationship that you have with uh, with a client right. in that you're giving them an actual uh, tool that is going to grow their business, you know? Exactly. And something that would be difficult for them to do by themselves. I mean, yeah, we make the process easy for people to do, but not everyone knows that we exist. So outside exactly. as, a, as a member of the community, just being given that uh given that tool as an off-the-shelf solution it's a it's a fantastic value add to to the program itself indeed that as a um thinking about the idea of having multiple people contributing to it made me think of the the kind of follow-on action so the book itself is is created in an easy way because it's bringing together collective knowledge but then you've got the opportunity of adding and augmenting the book with interviewing those same people in a in a video follow-up or an audio follow-up or or getting them on the Mm -hmm. call to go into the chapters a little bit deeper which kind of bridges into the second subject we were talking about okay now someone's opted in how do you follow up with them what's a good way of following up with them and keeping them engaged until the point they're ready so the initial autoresponder is obviously the first thing that should get in place, but opportunities to add some more value and add some more of this information that's kind of similar in subject, but just goes deeper and through different mediums is a great way of, of following up. And then that obviously leads into the kind of dial talk done podcast type um, type approach of yeah. being that reason for reaching out to people on a regular basis. Yeah. I think it's something that people still don't quite conceptualize. Do you want to talk a bit about the idea behind the, the thing? Yeah. Well, the whole thing, I mean, if we, everything that we're doing is based on our eight profit activators that we talk about in the breakthrough blueprint. And the book is a profit activator two tool, which is just, uh, getting invisible prospects to raise their 
hand. So, you know, when you're looking at a group of people who um, live in a marketplace, like say Winter Haven or whatever, if you run an ad offering a book called How to Sell Your House for Top Dollar Fast, the people who you can expect that would ask for such a book are people who might be interested in selling their house, right? Just like if we did a book called The Adult Acne Cure, anybody who asks for it would be someone who has adult acne that they want to get rid of. So it's an identifier more than anything is to get the right people to raise their hand. Now we're immediately into Profit Activator 3, where the whole goal is to educate and motivate them so that when you make an offer in Profit Activator 4, that they are um, willing to come on board and you move them right into your during unit and help them get the help that they want. So when we look at it, that we, we've got a great starting point. When somebody asks for the book, uh, the thing, the, the metaphor that I always use is to imagine it's like a uh, magic portal to your office. And as soon as they press download or send me my book on the button, that they're immediately transported to your office. And there's a little knock on your door and they poke their head in and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm here about the, how to sell your house for top dollar fast book, or I'm here about the, how to get rid of my back pain without surgery book, or I'm here about the adolescent cure book and whatever the topic is that they're presenting themselves to you as a lead. And, you know, I often say, um, you know, I, I don't like to think of things in terms of leads because it's very dehumanizing in a way. It makes right. it very like numbers, right? But I, yeah. I, I'm, but I'm big on acronyms, and so I created an acronym to kind of harmonize my dislike for uh, <laughs> leads with my, you know, my desire to take a one-to-one approach and. I, I think about a leads. Uh, think about leads as somebody poking their head in your window, in your door, and uh, you know, using the acronym L E A D S of let's engage and do something. That's what right. they're saying, basically, right? It's yeah. like when somebody says, "I'm here about the how to sell my house for top dollar fast book," that is really them saying hey, I'm here and I'm interested in selling my house for top dollar. Or I'm here and I'm interested in curing my acne. And so whatever the title is, that's why when we title the books, we make sure that what we're doing is tapping into the, the silent dialogue that's going on in their mind, the conversation they're already having of, boy, I wish there was a way I could get rid of my acne or, uh, you know, I'm thinking I want to sell my house, but I hope it goes quickly. So you're tapping into the desires. That's what creates that momentum that somebody would want to ask for it in the first place. So when they do that, now we, it's got a great opportunity for us to engage in a dialogue. And the whole thing that we're looking for now is, are they five-star prospects? 
And so we kind of put them through the five-star prospect filter. And a five-star prospect is someone who is willing to engage in a dialogue. They're friendly and cooperative. They know what they want. They're ready to get it. And they would like us to help them. Those are those five things have to be true in order for us to help somebody. So everything that we're doing is just sort of taking us through that process of identifying uh, a checklist kind of way is, are they all of these? Are they willing to engage? Are they friendly and cooperative? So if somebody asks for the book and we send them a message that's related to what's on the book, if you say, um, you know, we send them a message that the morning after they've downloaded the adult acne cure book and say, hey, Stuart, welcome aboard. Uh, how often do you get breakouts? That's a reasonable question that you might ask to somebody who who presented themselves in your office asking about how to cure their acne. Right. It might be a reasonable thing to say, well, how often do you get breakouts? And if they reply to that, now they're friendly and cooperative and you've got a dialogue going and your whole thing is to see and and explore in that uh, dialogue, do they know what they want? Right. Right. And so if they're saying, uh, you know, I, I constantly get breakouts and you're asking, well, what have you, what have you tried so far? And they say, well, I've tried everything, you know, now you're going through all of the things so that you understand what's going on with them and that they understand that you understand. Now you can see if they're ready to get help with it right now. That conversational element of it, I think people get so hung up or caught up with the idea of, I just want to put leads in the top and it's a numerical game, jumping through the pinball machine and out of the bottom spits a client that's ready to go. So it's so easy to get caught up on that, which unless you're a, a... hundred thousand leads a month level it's just not it's not the case the reality is that you're more likely dealing with individuals in the tens a week rather than in the hundreds a week and those conversations especially once you know what the chess moves are what the the next five steps are likely to be those conversations are very easy to deal with manually because you're going through the the motions that are predefined you know what that friendly willing to engage know what they want you know what the ideal candidate is for that and then you can add the personal dynamic to it and that makes such a difference i was talking to um i was doing some work with dave yesterday and we were going through a couple of emails there reaching out to people a kind of nine word email type uh, type setup and the difference between one version that looked very automated and impersonal compared to just changing a couple of words so that it looked very personal as if it was literally a one-on-one email. That mm-hmm. as a uh, that conversational conversion idea is um, is game-changing, really, when you think about it. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, that yeah. I was just going to say that um, that idea of then expanding that over the long term and understanding that not now is not now for everyone, but now is likely to be now for anyone who will convert. So being able to stay in touch with people 
after they've got to the end of that cycle, but not necessarily. They just weren't quite a five-star prospect because now isn't now for them. So this this thought of keeping that conversation going, but doing it in a way that presents them with opportunities to raise their hands when now is now for them. The mm-hmm. podcast approach that we talk about quite a lot, I think that is a very friendly way of doing it because the alternative is something like a newsletter or broadcast, which immediately falls into that automated broadcast, easy to ignore type route. Whereas a podcast, mm-hmm. it you've already got the the whole context of it is a friendly conversational approach. We're creating a rapport with uh, listeners and listeners have a rapport with us, even though we're not actually meeting face to face just because of the nature of the of the conversation. So that as a way of staying in touch with people, I think has a extra benefit to it just because of the medium almost. And wow. because of the psychology I mean, of it's not just a newsletter, which everyone sees as just broadcast material. No, exactly. But there's the thing about that is that you can, you know, address um, things that when you're looking at the flagship, um, you know, the podcast, I mean, is, can become your flagship um, communication that everything kind of revolves around, right? That when we look at people coming in from a book, the the only two time frames that we're looking at is it's either now that they're ready to do something now, or it's not now. And that, it sounds so simple, but it's taken me 30 <laughs> years to get to that point, right? right? To really understand the the uh, profound um, implications of that. And so I'm doing everything that I can to be there when the time is now, when it's now. And so all I'm trying to do when people ask for a book is to determine if they're ready now. And if it's not now, then it's okay. And I go into this orbit of this cadence of a weekly podcast and two emails a week or whatever the right cadence is for uh, you know the appropriate kind of scale of right. whatever business somebody's in that the cadence gets into that you know I would say there's not many situations where uh, twice a month would be the the minimum sort of um, level of, right. of reaching out. In most cases you could probably do weekly. Um, um, and in some cases even more, but whatever you figure out that cadence to be is now the, the, um, the podcast is a great way to get your message, all the things that somebody would need to know to be educated and motivated enough that when the time is now, they're ready to take action, you know? And uh, it's just such a, it's such an elegant model. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen it applied to, um, to so many things. And uh, once you get it up and, and running, it's just such a, a beautiful, um, it's such a beautiful thing. It's an it's a asset. Yeah, I think as well, the term, just like we talk about the books and a book can mean many different things. And we're looking at the 
minimum effective dose end of things, thinking about the job of work that it's doing and not getting too um, drawn into the other things that don't make the boat go faster. Exactly the same with the podcast. You kind of see at the one end of the spectrum, there's the the very um, the very low cost services that just broadcast audio, which is great for for doing what they do but it doesn't necessarily tick any of those boxes of the engagement piece that we're talking about it doesn't give you present an opportunity to be in front of people apart from in that one particular audio channel then there's the the approach that we take the kind of middle tier approach which has the the audio channel is is good enough but it's easy to do we're recording on lines like this we're not going into a studio we're not trying to line everyone up to be in the same place at the same time but then we're also putting a lot of focus on staying in front of people across different channels so putting it on the website sending out an email about it putting social media posts up about it so that it reminds people that if they are on the edge of now being now then this is the thing that uh, has the opportunity to trigger them and then there's the very expensive end of the spectrum where people are suggesting that the only way of doing it is going into the studio and having music beds underneath and producers and engineers tweaking dials and things like that which just like a very big heavily produced book is great if you're trying to compete with npr but very expensive and unnecessary if you're using this as a tool to engage with people so it's so it's such a great place in time now that the the there isn't just one opportunity it isn't you've got to invest a massive amount or nothing or there's only cheap tools or nothing there's a nice blend of of possibilities that really achieve the job of work the, the outcome that you're trying to get which yeah. in our case is really that uh, the opportunity to stay in front of people in a way that gives them an easy way to take that next step when now is now yeah that's your like way of saying it seems much more concise than, <laughs> than my <laughs> long way of putting it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, but it funny. is exciting times. It's um, being kind of... And by the way, that whole process can also be syndicated to your, you know, if you're looking at a, um, you know, if you're coaching people on how to get new business, this whole, that whole sequence can be syndicated in addition to the, the book so you're not just giving somebody a book you're giving them a uh whole client getting system the whole system and do you know what i've never actually thought about that before which it seems crazy the amount of conversations that we have about the individual elements but that idea of syndicating the podcast element as well so that yeah. it is an end-to-end system i mean that is just a in fact i've immediately just sort of three people that we deal with where that is going to be a game changer for them um yeah, yeah. Being able to share the the content and then um, allow people to come back to yeah. um, to the local representative. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Cool. Okay. It. Well, I think we've um, we've given people more than enough to think about. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention quickly before we go is the conversational conversions that we were just talking about is part of email mastery. So as you're listening yeah. to this, if you haven't downloaded a copy of the email mastery book, head over to emailmastery.com and, and grab a copy of that because um, that goes into some of these elements in, in a lot more detail and, and kind of will help refine the thinking around it, which is really the podcast and the books and the tools that we've got are fantastic, but really getting this conversational conversions idea down is uh, yeah. will be a game changer. So, 
Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you for your time again. We will speak to you next month and I will see you on Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> talk to you soon. Fantastic. Cheers. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. And there we have it. Another great episode. Always great to get Dean's insights and it's really a surprise every time something new comes up, like the podcast syndication idea there, which again, when you think about it, it seems obvious, but there's some real leverage to be taken from that follow-on process, not just the syndicating of the of the book at the front end. So, fantastic episode again. If you want to dive deeper into your book idea, then head over to bookblueprintscore.com and you can measure or score your ideas against the eight mindsets that we've had. If you've got any questions about that or you want to run a, a thought by us, then just shoot an email to podcast at 90 minute books and then we'll pick it up if it's um if it's something more uh, more one-on-one either just make a note on that message or follow the contact um the contact us options on the website and we'll pick it up from there and of course if you're ready to get going if you've got a syndicated book idea if you're just looking to write a book for yourself then uh, reach out to us we can have a conversation about how best to set that up or jump on the follow the get started links to get started and we'll be here to help you take it through okay so before i trip over any other words i will leave you to enjoy the rest of the weekend and we will catch you in the next one